Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, it is Mental Health Awareness Month week, hour, fortnight. I mean, some of us are living mental health awareness for quite some time, actually, to be fair. And I'll tell you what, I've just, I've had, I've lost it. I've lost the plot with all the adverts and all of the fucking people telling me to drink water and listen to some rain and to download a car map. I'll tell you what, when I'm going through it and having a moment, if you tell me to be calm, you'd be lucky to get away alive. So there's that. Oh, fuck off, Tinder, you cunt. <laughs> Here we go, episode 10. After the tone, Over the last few weeks, I've been speaking about these scaffolders that are lingering, shall we say, outside my studio window. I've decided that we were going to reframe this in my mind, that actually what's happening is it's a post-industrial performance art piece about masculinity performed by men in Timberland boots, all talking about cryptocurrency 24 hours of the day. And I feel like the whole thing, I'm just endured by me alone. It's like an audience of one and a group of them. And honestly, I mean, you'll hear it in the background. It sounds like like a shit version of Stomp the Musical. And Stomp was shit to begin with. So there's that. Uh, hello, welcome back to yet another edition of After the Tone. Hosted by me, Scotty. Produced by my mate, Debbie. Producer Deb, to you lot, please. Thank you. If you're new around these parts, babes, it's just a podcast. Okay, don't worry yourself. People will say some things. Some people might make some sense. Actually, that's an expectation that I don't think is correct. I think that's actually a complete lie. Uh, long-time lurkers and repeat offenders, you know how this works. And no, you can't have a fucking badge. Newsflash. Apparently, you lot have been burning up the burner phone this week. All oh, the phone lines have been going, says Debbie. So I'm really sorry if you're trying to get through and you don't hear yourself. You know, that's show business. But do keep trying. There's just a lot of you these days, which is lovely. Also, while we're at it, producer Deb said to me this week, can you ask them to refer a friend to the podcast? 
fast. You know, like when you buy things off the internet from those sort of companies that are very good at capitalism, and they say, look, we'll give you a discount if you refer a friend, and you get all real excited. Well, full disclaimer, there's no discount here. But we would very much like to open up the circle of chairs a little bit, you know, to some people that are perhaps a little less hard work. Uh, (laughs) So if you've got a mate that you think would be well suited to sitting in the circle, to having a giggle in the pub, you know what to do. As ever, if you want to join in the chat whilst this is happening, hashtag after the tone POD. And if you want to drop us a line, send us a little voice note, the number is coming at the end of the show. (coughs) Oh my God, sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, that one came back at me. Mm. Well, (laughs) full confession. Look, at the time of recording, I've had a McDonald's breakfast. Listen, we're all bottoms for capitalism, hun. And I had that because mummy was in the gym at 7am this morning, like a busy mum. And then I had gum clinic at 8.30. And, you know, from time to time, we all need to eat. So I know it's by the by, but yes, I did customise my order because I'm not a fucking heathen. And so there might be a lot of burps. Actually, I'm expecting a burp tally today. So there we go. There's number one. Right, enough of me. Enough about me. <laughs> I guess that's a sentence, actually, that I don't believe in. <laughs> Actually, as a sentence, I think enough about me is homophobic, fatphobic and classist. And actually, if we're telling the truth, if none of these calls coming up are about me, I might just decide to stop doing it. Okay, so that's how it's going to work this week. (laughs) Right, Debbie of Producing Fame, please load up that burner phone and let's see what nonsense these fucking dickheads have been up to this week. Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Hi, everybody. It's Providenza reporting from Chicago. I wanted to call back with a little update. So yesterday I found a natural moment to bring things up. I went the self-preservation route of saying that I was going to get a preventative mastectomy. And the reason I did that is because I had a feeling about it. And that feeling was correct. It did not go well. (laughs) It did not go well. It wasn't dramatic or anything, but I obviously was anticipating that answer because I, you know, had the intuition to make the more loving choice of what to offer about what I was doing and about myself. You know, of course I feel a little sad because I feel like I don't get to marry the idea of my trans body with my transness with them honestly, you know, but... It's not our job to make people understand us, and if we have to make the choice that is more loving and keeps us moving in the right direction, that's the thing to do. You know, it actually brought up the a conversation I was thinking about that you were having with a caller on the couple episodes before about self-care, and I think a lot of times when people say self-care, what they really mean is community care, and I think the reason that I feel the ability to kind of move on rather than going into a shame spiral is because I really had a community of care that was there to support me, to give me advice, including you guys and including you, Scotty. So I just want to thank you all so much. And, you know, we got to make the choices that make us be everything that we are meant to be and to explore our expanse in a way that uplifts us and those around us. And if you don't want to participate in that, well, baby, it's not my problem, right? Anyways, much lovies to everybody out there. And thank you again for all your sweet, sweet words. Oh, hello, Providenza. Lovely to have a call from Chicago. 
Love that for me. Great pizza. I mean, I wonder if people in Chicago know about Chicago deep pan pizzas that we eat here in the UK. I mean, they'd probably be absolutely mortified. Sorry, a pizza that comes from the freezer. I'm, actually, is it an American company? Who knows? Anyway, you get them in Asda. Might even not know what Asda is. It's like Walmart, but... Well, actually, the same, because it's owned by the same people. Anyway, by the by, that's not what... We're not here to talk about pizza providence, okay? So let's just keep this as it is. Although, who knows? Pizza could be as an analogy for gender. I'm not going to sit with it for a while and see if anything comes. No, I don't think it does. Maybe it's not. Um, um, no. Now, just a quick recap... Providanza called us a few weeks ago just talking about some potential gender-confirming utopia body realignment, some choices that they wanted to make, and about how they would go about telling the family this. So thank you so much for following it up. You know me, I love to hear from you. Always full of the joys of spring. Always a great way to start. Put real spring in my step. You know, you took the route. I think I said this to you. No, you've got to take the route that's right for you. I think there's so much pressure in queer and trans world, which is like, got to come out, got to come out, come out, come out, come out, come out. Everybody's got no, you've got to come out and you've got to tell everybody and then you've got to have a story and then it's going to be a solo show. Um, when actually, you've got to do what you've got to do for yourself. You know, I really believe that. There's such pressure to kind of constantly, like, be attempting to make a John Cameron Mitchell musical. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and yes, that is shade. <laughs> Ah, so I'm glad that you went for that route. And I mean, you know all these things, preaching to the converted, some might say. But yeah, self-care. This week I had this moment, you know, when you're doing your things for yourself. Because self-care is such a thankless task. I'm not talking about community care work. I'm talking about more that sort of personal individual self-care and I was wondering you know like it's such a thankful task in the moment whether self-care is actually socialism for you the individual in the future it's like an investment of time and space and energy for a version of yourself in the future that might benefit from it I mean it's lucky I'm here with such big ideas because I mean Judith Butler and me Could you imagine? People are like, who's Judith Butler? Well, actually, some people are like, do not compare yourself to Judith Butler. And um, you know what? Fair enough. So listen, it's lovely to hear from you. And I'm glad you're feeling more yourself. I mean, you didn't say that. I'm sort of projecting that onto you because, you know, it's nice to have a full round story in which I feel like, you know, we've helped. Oh, Providanza, it's always gorgeous to have you on. And babes, listen, whenever you want to come back, bit of gossip, bit of scandal, whatever, always welcome, babe. This is your gaff, innit? Ah, yes, Scotty Babs, it's Pauline again, or Secretary Gibbon to my mates. Well, it's time for the old Welsh elections and the Tories are on the uprise and I was just thinking, Welsh independence, what's your take? How come you never come over here to do some of your performing arts? Is it funding? Do you need funding? I mean, I'd give you some funding, but I'm shooting for the eye of a needle. Like, I've got a back extension covered in mould and it won't stop fucking raining. (sighs) (laughs) Pauline, it's lovely to have you back. Now, listen, love, you know, let's keep it clean. I don't need to know about your mouldy back extension. All right, sweetheart, you keep that to yourself. Now... Welsh independence. I'm all for it. I mean, actually, I was having this conversation with a Welsh farmer. I mean, don't ask. You know, these things happen. A Welsh farmer on the weekend. And I was saying, wouldn't it be lovely 
Oh, I mean, wouldn't breaking up a thing called United Kingdom and really making the gammons investigate what Great Britain actually means? It would be lovely, but Wales is a poor country. And I say this from experience. I did some work, actually some very big but invisible work that was never made its way to stage just because it was like really fucking difficult where I travelled the length of Wales which isn't easy by public transport believe me so I was like in Hill and Wrexham and Aberystwyth and Pontypreth and where else did I go Swansea, Cardiff I mean all like Fishguard, the works and god there's a lot of stuff I actually had a piece of work shut down by the local council in Swansea because they said that my work was too derogatory towards Swansea. I was like, I think the prolific use of people who are having to use heroin to survive is probably more derogatory to Swansea than me coming, turning up and being like, shall we have a conversation? <laughs> but, you know, what do I know? So, yeah, that was a thing that happened. I'd love to be more in Wales, but it's tough. It's difficult. It's difficult context. Anyway, do you know what? This could get to a really boring conversation because I could talk to you about the intricacies of arts funding and borders and bullshit like that. And basically what I want to say is like, oh, it'd be nice to come, but, you know, no one really invites you. So this week you said something about my call-in, about my date, and it was very sweet. Maybe, Pablo, it was because of your wonderful, forward-thinking personality that this person was like, I feel slightly inferior to this wonderful personality that is Pablo Griff of Vancouver Vision. So that really put a smile on my face. And anyway, thank you. Something so sweet like that made me just gooey. Draw. Look at me putting a smile on the people in Vancouver's face. I mean, it's about time, isn't it? <laughs> Hi Scotty, Adam here, brand new listener to the podcast and absolutely fucking loving it. I need your energy in my life every single day till I tell you my worst date story. There's been this guy that was a friend of a friend and we'd been circling each other for about two years. It was a lot of flirting, it was a lot of excitement and then anyhow there was always a couple of Instagram messages when we were single but nothing came of it. Then we go on a date, finally, and I'm really excited about it. And so we arranged to meet up in London, and then he's travelling in on a train, so, like, I do up my room, I'm like, maybe he's going to come back, I'm not going to, like, push it, but, like, yeah, ready to go. Douche about fucking seven times for this shit. Anyhow, turn up at the pub, he arrives at the pub late with his best friend, who has travelled with him and is at the next table. So we start drinking. He's being really slow on his drinks, and I was like, are you all right? And he was like, oh, I'm a little bit jazzed, actually. We went out for a drink because my friend was nervous about a date. And I was like, oh, how much did you drink? And he was like, oh, three lagers and a whiskey. And so immediately I'm like, all right. Anyhow, the conversation is just a bit jilted. He doesn't really ask about me. He talks about himself for 45 minutes, which I'm encouraging because I want to hear about his job. But then it follows up and he just doesn't really ask me any follow-up questions about my job. Near the end, it's just getting a bit awkward. I turn around and I'm like, do you want another drink? Being polite, absolutely shouldn't have been. And he was like, mm, would you mind if I checked in on my friend's day? If it's going badly, like, I'm going to say no because we'll leave. But then if it's going good, I'll have another one, sure. And then he turns around and he goes like, I don't know about you. I'm really not feeling this. But let's be friends because obviously we have mutual friends. And then, yeah, let's just talk about boys. What he then proceeds to do for the next half an hour is tell me all of the ways in which I... Um, not right for him, says that I'm too shy, that I need to have more ambition, and also says I'm a really too chill person for him. 
No one in the history of my fucking life has ever called me chill or shy. And I, I'd like to think that I'm really quite ambitious and I'm always looking to the next thing. Anyhow, the date was over by eight o'clock on a Friday evening. I had to walk him back to the train station because he was pissed. We had a really awkward hug goodbye. And then literally half an hour on the train and I just had a little cry. Not even because I was that upset about the situation. I just was like, what the fuck just happened? It's a funny story to tell for you now, but I was down for about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Adam, welcome to the party. And what a way to walk into the room. Now, I tell you what, I don't leave this call thinking, oh, she's too shy. <laughs> oh, delicious. Wonderful, wonderful work. Do you want me to hang around with you every day? You sort of said at the start of this, lower your expectations. This is purely a transactional arrangement here. I'm not here for your pleasure, okay? I know I'm very much in demand, but please, I am a human being as well, and we know what happened to Princess Diana when it all got a bit too much with her people. Okay, great. <laughs> so, circling gays. Oh, they're the worst, isn't it? Do you know, I don't know why gays are like this. this you know, they call it thrill of the chase, but what I call it is, please can you set out your boundaries because I don't know what's going on. That's what I like to call it. Now, for those people who live dull and boring lives of heterosexuals, you might not know what douching is. Douching is when... <laughs> God, I can't believe I'm about to do this. It's when you turn up to a bit of trade's house and you didn't know you were going to have it off and so you shove their um, shower head up your bum and hope that it cleans out the worst. Douching is an activity that people who put things up their bum do before they do those things because, you know, Everybody likes a clean and tidy home. <laughs> so not only was this a boring day, it was also a lightweight, and he's one of those what I like to call heterosexual gays. Loves an audience. Just wants to sit there talking about himself as most heterosexual men do. Oh, let's be frank. Do you know what? I wish... <laughs> I wish... I could, in full disclosure, tell you how relevant this conversation is to me after some dates that I've had recently. <laughs> but yes, I'll just say, but yes, Adam. So there we go. Lovely. Well, I hope you come again. <laughs> Chance to be a fine thing. Douching seven times. Bless ya. My God, well, at least you won't need a clonic for a while. <laughs> So this is for all you sinners out there. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners, none of the hour of death. Amen. You're welcome. Yeah, look, this is the thing. Look at this Catholic shaming that's happening in this space nowadays. I thought this was a space for openness and freedom, but clearly not. One week she lapses to know the Hail Mary... This is what I love about those riddled in Catholic guilt still. See, I've managed to divorce myself from the indoctrination, but oh, all of you, you can still fucking thy wound Jesus it, can't ya? The thing that I love about this is whenever you ask somebody to say the prayer, they just like, none of them have ever thought of the words. Oh, and I think right there is the moment that we should have a little commercial break. Lovely people getting in touch this week. We had someone, someone on the Instagram got in touch to say they're painting in the spare room whilst listening to the 10-second confessions, which they're very much enjoying. Me too. Any more of those that you want to chuck our way, we are more than willing to hear them. And then, oh, I can feel one brewing. Oh, God, that was a rolling one. 
Bless me. Um, and then over on the Twitter vision, you might remember we had a call from somebody saying they had a sex dream about me and somebody called VJ. Well, somebody called VJ has got in contact on Twitter to say, oh, I didn't ever think I'd be part of a sex dream with Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> which is fab remember if you'd like to join in on the backstage chatter patreon.com forward slash after the tone there for a pound a week can, can help keep the gaff open and also as well if you want to join in on the socials hashtag after the tone pod coming up we've got a very lovely call from one of our lovely regulars called fran i just want to give it a little bit of a content warning fran is going to be talking about miscarriage and i just want us to have a little collective breathe in just because i think this is going to touch us not only because it's a friend but because of the subject matter hi scotty hi producer deb hi everyone in the room i hope everyone's doing all right i am just calling up because i am still touched by how much everyone kind of held space for me and just showed solidarity and i felt really supported with opening up about my miscarriage and It would have, and I guess should have, been my due date coming up on Wednesday. And, sorry, I feel really funny about it. It's a really weird one. I'm preempting a whole load of grief, but actually, right this second I feel alright. I just feel a bit apprehensive about it. And I've sort of drafted like an Instagram post so that I can just be a bit more open about it. And as ridiculous as it sounds, I need to like mark the day something more than just a bit of jewellery like I need to put pen to paper with words god so I'm getting emotional that's what it should have been and how different my life should have been right now and it's not and it's fine it's just a lot anyway I just wanted to kind of put that out in the room so if anyone else is like having a bit of a weird time I feel you I see you I'm with you and yeah I'm not sure if anyone in like real life is really gonna know or remember necessarily so I just thought I'd uh, let you weirdos know anyway take care of yourself guys bye hey it's me again I just need to say these words out loud I thought I'd write a little something and saying it out loud might help god so emotional sorry today would have should have been your due date rugrat I had so many plans, dreams and hopes for you and I, kiddo. We're going to take on the world. Your name and nickname picked out. What I thought you'd be like. Things I wanted to instill in you. What to show you. Places to take you to see. Losing you before I got to do any of that, before I got to meet you, broke me in unimaginable ways. An indescribable pain, both physical and emotional, that lingers and a trauma I'm yet to unpack. Despite not making it earthside, the love I felt for you took my breath away. Never have I felt a love like it. Someone said grief is personal and individual. It's like a fingerprint. It comes in waves, sometimes like a tsunami knocking me for six, and other times creeping up, often when you least expect it. (laughs) Sorry. There's an added layer through it all of all the hopes, dreams and what-ifs that makes it that much harder. It's hard to know how to mark you, Rugrat. Ways to remember you. I'll never forget. You inexplicably changed me. You focused me. Eradicated my anxiety. Taught me to be kinder to my body. And so many things I needed to learn. All without meeting you properly. 
I think of you often, sometimes in happiness and often in sadness. To those who let me bawl my eyes out and just held me tighter, supported me in every way during some of the darkest times when I didn't think I'd make it through, I'm forever grateful. Lovely Fran there. Oh God, what do you say to that? I mean, you, you say, oh, it's your grief and it's your very personal experience. And uh, do you know what? I just love the generosity in which you share because it's not like you're coming here being like, oh, help me out with it or sort it out because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a podcast. We can't do much, babes. Do you know what I mean? And I, I mean that with generosity and not to belittle your experience. I mean that in, you know, like you're going to need more than that. But you always come and turn up to the room being like, I'm just saying this for anybody else. And so the only thing I really want to say to your lovely friend is um, there's no need to apologise to us. Do you know what I mean? Because you're part of the gang. There's no need to apologise for letting it out and um, having a bit of a splurge. Because you do quite a lot in this gaff. So, um, bless you. That's what I want to say. I hope you're being soft and kind to yourself. All right, babes. I'm going to leave it there. from North Carolina calling and just listening to the episode while I'm walking my dog. Oh, hi to Deb too. And uh, you guys are talking about hangover cures. And I have one that is, although um, difficult to get, very foolproof. So for background, I get migraine headaches. Um, They often come with nausea. So the doctor prescribed me some anti-nausea pill. I ended up looking it up online and it's actually for patients going through chemotherapy But in looking it up online, I also realized that it interacts with my migraine medication. So I can't take the two together. So for a while, I just had this anti-nausea medication that I could not use for migraines. So I used it for hangovers. And when I tell you, oh, I could drink like I was 20 again, it was fantastic. But of course, I was an idiot. And I went on vacation and I lost the pill bottle. But I had a couple good weeks there. It was great. All right, bye. North Carolina, lovely to have you back. Always gives us a very thoughtful listen. It was lovely hearing you on the beach the last time, but this time with a dog, very silent dog. In my head, I'm like, what kind of a dog is it? So do let us know what kind of dog it is at some point, because, you know, I'm just sort of interested and nosy. Now, I told you a bit earlier, I went to the doctors. I mean, doctors can be really fucking annoying, can't they? I turned up to the doctors. They were like, what's your date of birth? Gave them my date of birth. They were like, no, you don't exist. And I was like, well, I'm clearly stood in front of you. I mean, I do exist. Well, they didn't have the right address. They didn't have the right year. I mean, what a caboodle. But they still gave me the medication. So, I mean, we'll see. Hangovers. Yeah. I wonder how that hairdresser got on. I'd love to know. If you're listening, hairdresser, do get in contact with us because we'd like to know. Now, I think this is very much an American call because if you lose your tablets, I guess it's going to cost you a good $100 to get them back once you've had a doctor appointment, etc. I don't know, question mark. But here, oh, you just pay nine quid to go to the doctors and say, I need a repeat prescription. I mean, you can turn up telling the wrong date of birth, year that you were born, wrong person, they'll still give it to you. (laughs) Nothing like the socialist healthcare system that we have here in the UK. Hi, Scotty. It's Rachel here. So it's a very lazy Sunday afternoon and I was going through Instagram, as you do. And I was looking at your stories and clearly there were some questions for the podcast. And one of the questions, the first question, I think, 
was the about the the best places that you've ever pissed yourself. And I was like, hold on a second, is this something that that we do? <laughs> is that something that people do as humans? Because sure, I mean, I've shot myself a few times, but pissed really, and I really like you know made me wonder: Am I missing out on all the fun? Like clearly, you have to be like really drunk to pierce yourself or no i mean i'm I'm assuming i don't think i've ever done it so yeah am i missing out on something here are we normalizing piercing ourselves in public i don't know just thought of sharing my thoughts with you about that bye guys hello lovely rachel welcome to the gang i believe it's your inaugural call round of applause for you if you want one you've got a beautiful turn of phrase i love your accent now you might not know but this is a very normal conversation that we have over here <laughs> if you think we're the best place you've pissed yourself is a weird conversation well i tell you what brace yourself because some people well when i say no holds barred i mean no holds barred rachel so there's that are we normalizing pissing ourselves i think because I don't think you just piss yourself if you are drunk because some people piss themselves on a regular daily occasion because their bodies work in that way some people have to be pissed for some people's piss has changed for them so you know through the medium of piss we can learn quite a lot about each other so you might just see a very frivolous question on instagram stories but actually what i'm doing is a very anti-ableist inclusionary piece of performance art and that's why i get the funding huns Hi Scotty, hi producer Dev, hello everyone. Me, the one with the shitty nan and the heartbreak. My name is Miri, so now you know. I just wanted to say thank you for all the just really gentle, warm words. I smiled and laughed at your reply, Scotty. And it was nice to hear Kirsten, you know, encourage me. It's really made me laugh. Um, Yeah, lots of sitting in just grief this week over where I am but it was nice to hear how important that is as well in last week's episode you know can't always be sunshine and rainbows all the time and it's okay to have you know weeks where you just cry a lot highlight for me was I'm trying to buy a car and um one of the salesmen was was being a bit salesy and I cried at him because I couldn't fucking cope with what was happening and it made him really awkward and actually looking back I'm delighted um so that's been my week um crying at salespeople. um I was a bit anxious after my last message because I'm by to know how I identify most of the time I'm she her made me realize that you know non-binary people I'm open to everyone and I felt like I was a bit exclusionary with my women only statement but yeah I hope everyone is well and thank you again yeah lots of sad music this week and it's been great loads of love and stay safe bye oh lovely well it's lovely to get to know your name I think you said Miri I think you said that, so I'm going to go with Miri, which is a lovely name, isn't it? Look at that! We don't have to call you shitty heartbreak nan now, do we? So, hello, Miri. Welcome to the room, properly. I really like the fact that it was a juxtaposition within your call, because you were saying, you know, it doesn't always have to be sunshine and rainbows, and we can literally hear birds singing, dandelions growing in the background. (laughs) It sounded very idyllic wherever you were, so good for that. Now, 
I think what you did this week was a very activist thing, and you probably didn't know it, where you saw this car salesman person who's just, you know, probably in a suit being a man, as they do, and they quite enjoy it, don't they? Weird. And you cried at him, which made him feel very weird. I am all about, let's make men feel very strange. (laughs) My current question that I keep on loving asking men is like, when did you decide that you were straight? And when did you decide that you were going to be a man? (laughs) And they just go, what do you mean? I don't understand what you're talking about. (laughs) So um, crying as another means of destabilising masculinity is going in the book. Thank you. That's it in the book there. Thank you, Miri. Now, I love it when you lot, you know, you really think about your questions and, you know, maybe you hold on to a bit of anxiety. But I just want to tell you, you the phone lines are always open. And so, you know, if you come back and you say, actually, I've had a little bit of a thought. Don't worry, you can do that. You can do that. So don't feel that you need to apologise. We're all growing. We're all learning at the same time, aren't we? And if we're all expected to be, uh, oh God, is that three or four? I can't remember. If we're all expected to be fully grown human beings all at the same time, then we're just lying to ourselves, aren't we? So we've just widened your horizons. Well, I say we. Look at me, the audacity of me doing it again. I told you this podcast would all be about me this week. You know, you've just widened your horizons in more ways than one there. So thank you very much, Miri. Looking forward, actually, to hearing how that new world of dating, when you're ready, when you're ready, no pressure, no pressure. But when that new world that's opened up in front of you starts to feel like a more of a reality, remember, we're only at the end of the line, the call, the phone, the thing. And, you know, if the worst goes to the worst and you have a terrible date, well, you can just call up and tell us because we'll have a lovely laugh together, won't we? So there you go. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. Bye now, bye, 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 bye. Is it for episode 10 of season three? We are storming towards the end of this season, which brings me to my next point, which is we are going to be starting to wrap up some of the conversations. Uh, there's only two more episodes left. So if you've got any of those 10 second confessions, remember to get those off your chest. If you want to tie up any of the loose end stories that you've been throwing in on this season, please do get us a phone call. I'd also love to do a very quick round on episode 12 of what you're having for your tea just to throw us into the ether knowing that I hate all of your culinary choices so if you've got anything you want to respond to this week any loose ends you want to tie up or any 10 second confessions all you need to do is open up the whatsapp and send us a voice note to this number zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero Oh, there's been a lot of learning this week, a lot of joy, a lot of um, tears, a lot of honesty. So I hope you're all doing all right. Remember, do hit us up over on the social medias. Hashtag after the tone P-O-D. If you want to join us over on Patreon, you can give us a pound a week. It helps us keep going and pay for all the bits and bobs that we need to pay for to, you know, basically make this gaffier. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone tone right that's it from me and lovely producer deb we will be back (laughs) who knows the scaffolders have gone quiet so they might be planning revenge we'll see you on the other side have a good one and remember invite your friends down to the pub
Tone is presented by me, Scotty, and produced by Debbie Kilbride with theme tunes from Liv Morris and Louise Mother Soul. Shout out to podcast.co. After the Tone is a Debbie Productions production. Catch us every Thursday for new episodes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.